spoken me. He lurked in the shadows, waiting and hoping she wouldn't take a different room. This was a usual room. He knew that. He knew her. Ghost of Me, the new book by Amanda Steele, can be found at Amazon, Kobo, Waterstones, and many, many other places. Hi guys, it's Andy N. Thanks today for downloading or streaming yet another episode of Spoken Label. As you may or may not be aware, Spoken Label was started in the beginning of 2006, and currently we have well over 150 sessions recorded and sent. Although you can find it on various networks, the full archive is available for streaming and downloading at Spoken Label full stop, bandcamp.com. It is a free download or free stream in there. But obviously, if you feel like chucking me a few pennies that way, it would be eternally grateful to help me keep this podcast going and keep improving my equipment, etc. Enjoy. Speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Spoken Hi, guys. It's Andy M again, live from Spoken Label. Back on the phone again tonight. And I've got a lovely lady on the, fo- on the other line at the moment. That I met over at Speakeasy, the Stretford's leading poetry open mic night. I kind of co-run only on this Wednesday, just gone. And I know me and Amanda were both really impressed with her work. So we've been chatting since then and I wanted to get her in for a session. So I'll let the lady introduce herself and tell us all, obviously, where you come from and where you're writing and what led you to where you are now. Over to you, over to you, Sarah. (laughs) Thank you for having me on, first of all. I really appreciate it. Lovely to speak to you. Um, Well, my name's Sarah Coleno, and um, I'm an English teacher who also writes and performs poetry. And uh, I guess I write about a lot of themes, um, motherhood, education, identity, uh, the environment, um, political stuff as well, kind of a bit of... Social engineering protests. I think yeah. you heard a bit of that on Wednesday. Oh, yeah. I'm too, the one that stuck in my head was the one where you started bad-mouthing your husband. Oh, <laughs> and, yeah. On a piece on a poem on Instagram, and it then went into Facebook, and your husband wasn't, I suspect, wasn't very happy with you on that one. Uh, well, he, he wasn't happy, but then he was, you know, he was quite privileged to, to know he's my muse, after all. You know. <laughs> oh, I know it's um, My Little Lady Amanda did one of me recently. Did I tell you about this on Wednesday? Where um, she did did one because I lost something of hers recently, and um, I've got a bag. I've got like a man bag, and it, things disappear in it. So she wrote a poem called "The Man Bag." <laughs> <laughs> well, it's very therapeutic. Yeah, what? say it out loud. At least they might read what you say. Oh, she <laughs> she performs, and that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Revenge, isn't it? <laughs> it was. It was in front of fifty people as well. So anyway, <laughs> but anyway, listen. This is about you. This seriously. So okay, yeah. So when have you been writing for quite a while? Then have you, or is it fairly recently? This for yourself? Uh, well, I, th- I think I've always I've always written stuff. And actually, I went home to my mum's in uh, Harrow in London mm. um, at, on the holidays in the Easter holiday, and I, I said I was going to this Virago poetry slam. And she went, oh, I'm glad you started that again. And I thought, what do you mean? And she went, oh, you were always writing stuff. I've got one here. And she dug it out. And it was 
Oh, yeah. It was a poem I'd written about raving in the 90s and jungle music. You know, it must have oh, been yeah. 15. Oh, brilliant. Oh, brilliant. And oh. I sort of rehashed it and reworked it. I thought, I'm going to use that tonight. Nobody else is going to, you know, they all do protest stuff at these slams. You know, it's very oh, serious. Yeah. So I thought, I'm just going to do a fun one. And I came in second. So I was oh, really wow. happy with that. Oh, <laughs> so, wow. Oh, so brilliant. So I just have always done it. I just kind of forgot about it for a long time. And I never did anything with it until sort of the beginning of this year. Yeah, I think it's... teaching poetry for so long. You but... I thought I'd have to do something with it. Of course, you're also going to take your case already. Like you've, got your, you've got your family, haven't you, as well? So it's like it's... That's probably took your priority over for some years and... To the stage yeah, you've got now, and you've probably got slightly more time now, haven't you, than probably so? Yeah, I had a good, a good ten years of the blur, you know, but you don't oh. see anything apart from the next meal time, that time, so yeah. Oh, yeah, and it's like... sick of it, I think. Oh, yeah, I can't blame you. Now, who do you like reading poetry-wise, then? Is anybody, obviously, we meant a teacher, is there anybody like poet you like particularly teaching at school? Uh, oh, tea? oh, well, I can't get away from Caroline Duffy, I love her. Um, so, you know, I know she's Poet Laureate and everyone. Well, she's actually, she's actually just stood down now, hasn't she, so? Yeah, she's just finished, yeah. yeah. But, uh, I mean, I've, I've taken uh, my pupils uh, countless times to see her at Poetry Live for the GCSE anthology readings, and I, I love her stuff. And Gillian Clark as well, she's on the anthology. Oh, yeah, yeah, Gillian Clark's really good, definitely, so, yeah. So, and and Selena Godden, I'm, I'm loving her stuff at the moment. Oh, I've not heard of her. Selena... Uh, Selena Godden, she's great, she's really good, and um, the latest one that I've found out about, and I found out um, about her at one of these poetry readings, is Hafsa Neela Bashir, she's written The Sea Locks and The Clots, and um, I was reading it, and it brought me to tears when I was reading it, it's so raw and powerful, it's fantastic, so they're the ones I really like at the moment, I think if you if you get into the poetry circuit more like you're going to lots of readings like I do, you're going to certainly going to find you're going to start discovering lots of other writers quite soon oh, yeah. as well. Yeah. There's, there's <laughs> so many. You like it's on the on the certainly on the open mic circuit in Manchester alone. There's probably like about fifteen twenty nights you can go to every month. Would you believe? Yeah, yeah, you can, and, and it's 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 great because you just get such a unique perspective. You know, it's a really personal perspective from really erudite people so I love it and I'm quite addicted to it oh you will it's like it's, um, I, start, I, start, I started off with this certainly like I thought I didn't think it would do what it did to my life afterwards and my life's completely changed now like I said it's taken over it's taken <laughs> over really and it always does like it was, um, I go to rock regularly in my case about four nights a month now I do and that's why and then like there's other ones occasionally as well and like I'm doing all these podcasts and I'm doing all the cover pro- creative projects as well. Just, no, don't stop. So it's one thing always leads to another when you find it. <laughs> That's it. You're really tired for your day job then, aren't you? But oh, that, I that can be. That proves how much you love it. Oh, <laughs> I can, I can be someday, certainly, my yeah. job. Going that, I go in and bosses don't look like a zombie some points, right? So, but I don't, I don't drink, so and I don't, that's why I can get away with it. So, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, I don't think I could go into to a class for the kids <laughs> any oh. more tired and throw a hangover two in there. It would be impossible. So, oh yeah, yeah. On the same page as you. Oh yeah, completely. Like I said, I know obviously you've just started doing the open mics now, and much like you said, so. How did it come feel when you first started on your first one or two? Did you find yourself really, really nervous and quite almost worried about them really the first time you got up there? Well, I guess 
for teaching, I'm kind of used to reading poetry out, even though it's other people's. And I have actually tested my own stuff out on my pupils and done it as an unseen, you know, for their exam, they have to attack an unseen poem. So I've tested. Oh, clever, clever. Um, so I'm, I'm used to reading poetry and I'm, I've been in a band. Obviously, all right. But it's very different singing, you know, some Taylor Swift song that, you know, it's just fun than saying something quite personal. Um, I, and I, that's the bit I found difficult. You know, some, if you're reading your own poetry, you might be saying something quite personal about your, your life or your relationships or your political beliefs. And, you, you know, that, that was the, that was the nerve wracking bit. Not the audience or getting up and speaking, but the... Um, yeah, of yeah, course. I guess, I guess giving away intimate stuff about your private views is, is the hard thing, I think. Yeah, I think it is. It's just being comfortable enough to talk about yourself in like, public speaking, yeah. As yeah. Like I said, certainly with that one, it's... I think once you get over that sort of fear, I know with some experience like this, you can just almost do anything with that sort of thing, really, so... And straight yeah. away with that. So, do you have any sort of a set regular writing routine, do you? Or is it just a case of, obviously, when you're working and having a family, is when you get a, a moment, basically? Uh, well, they don't really let me have a moment. So, most of my ideas come to me first when I'm driving home from work or driving <laughs> to work. So, I've got a notebook in my car and I'll scribble, initially I'll scribble things down into that notebook. And then when they've gone to bed and I've done my marking and all that's finished, oh, yeah, then I put. might start Googling kind of what form I want to put it into. Yeah, yeah, of I course. Quite, I quite like the formal stuff. You know, I like Terzarinas and Villanelles. And oh. I like the formal structures. Oh, God, I do tons of them. Oh, well, I used to do tons of them. But nowadays, I'm just a free, I'm a free-form writer, so I do a lot of mine. Mine come like, I'm concentrating on the story as much as the form nowadays, so well, that's yeah. why. But no, no. Best way to do it, like if you're good, it's a good discipline to get. Like it's certainly when I heard you on Wednesday, I didn't actually twig you were writing in the form on most of them. So I, think, yeah, I, I know the sonnet, well, you did a sonnet, didn't you? I remember the yes. sonnet you did. I remember the sonnet wasn't an obvious sonnet either, and that, that's, all, that's why it's always really good when you can be that skilled a writer to get away with that, and people don't necessarily notice it. So, well, I think, I think the thing with open mics and slams that the formal stuff doesn't work as well. You know, they, they're kind of, um, just kind of, what would you call it? That kind of natural, it just spilled out onto the page kind of stuff works the best. Yeah. Um, so nice. the formal stuff, you know, you can you appreciate it more when you see it written down and how it looks on the page. Yeah, nice. And then you can notice the rhyme scheme, how it's working, and you can count the meter, and then you appreciate all that extra planning and thought that's gone into it and if the form and the structure and the meaning all complement each other there's no point having a form on its own that doesn't mean anything if it adds to the meaning of the poem like if a villanelle is about something obsessive then it it makes sense you know it's adding to the meaning of it yeah i agree i agree completely because it's like it's there's a common myth of poetry when you rhyme it You've got to be careful in rhyming and stuff on the lot of rhyming forms because if you yeah. do it badly, it shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it can just sound like a you know nursery rhyme. It can just sound boring. Oh yeah, if you're, not, if you're not thoughtful about it. So. No, I agree. How, how's your poetry gone down with your, with your children? You teach them. Have they all loved your poetry? You start putting your letting see your odd piece and stuff, do you? <laughs> uh, well, I did. I did one um, called "Song of the Young Mother." 
and um, I think it's because I'd done William Butler Yeats' Song of the Old Mother, and my, my one was kind of uh, much longer, but kind of showing not much has changed, really, for women and mothers. Yeah, um, and I didn't tell them I'd written it, but one of my brightest students said, well, this, this narrator's obviously very passive-aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> and you were always sat there blushing yeah, then, probably, well, weren't you? So. Oh, yeah, I thought she's, she's got my number, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh. so, yeah it's quite illuminating. So oh. You get a very honest response, and it's... it's quite funny really oh yeah. brilliant brilliant so where do you where would you like your poetry to go next then do you have any, any sort of ideas or what you'd like to do next of it um well i've entered a few competitions so to win a prize would be amazing i'd love that i'd love to win a prize um you know just for someone to say you had some stiff competition and it came out well you know that would be nice um and i I guess I'd start with a pamphlet, first of all, to get one of those published. I've got, I've got enough stuff, so it's oh, just a case of submitting it. And then eventually a book of poems, I guess, would be would be my end goal, to get a book published full of poems. Good. Now, do, do, do you see yourself ever writing in any, any sort of a form as well? Like, do you think, Could you imagine yourself doing a novel someday, maybe? Or a play or something like that? Uh, well, I've written some flash fiction, some kind of little stories. I've not I've sort of played around with them. I've not really submitted them anywhere. Mm. I've just written them for, for myself for fun. But I think if I if I went back to edit them and looked at them a bit more closely, yeah, I, might, I, would, I do enjoy doing that, but I, it ends up being quite lyrical anyway, just because it's how I'm used to writing. <laughs> oh, yeah, of um, course, yeah, of course, completely, so... Yeah, no, that's good stuff, good stuff, and I'm going to wish you good luck with it, definitely. Now, I've got, I don't actually have much else I need to ask you here, actually, so, but obviously, um, before we go into the reading side of things, when you get ready to read a few poems out for us, if people want to read your material online, where are they best going? Um, well, I've, I've actually, I was advised by a publisher to take my poems down, the written forms of them. Oh, yes. I had them up, and a publisher said, you know, if you want to enter it for anything, or if you want to submit it to another publisher, um, they might not accept it, so you should take it down and record them instead. So um, I did some YouTube readings instead, so I've got a YouTube channel yeah, of course. Um, where you can hear me reading them and, instead of having them written down. Oh good, so most emotion YouTube, and obviously I've got the link for that, so we can put that on there, on the write-up this later on then, definitely. And the, the ones I've seen, they're all worth seeing, certainly everybody, I can tell you that straight away, I had a great fun watching them. That's why. It's just like, it's, um, you're telling me off mic before where they were all recording and stuff, so do you want to tell people a bit about the background where they were all recorded? I, I, I quite found that quite cute before, actually. It's, it's quite funny, yeah. It was in the Easter holidays, and um, so the, my school that I work in was empty of kids. There was no kids in, and one of the art rooms for their photography, A-level or GCSE, whatever it was, had set up a black backdrop and some lights. And I thought, oh, I can use that. I've been told I need to record it. So one of my friends is a photographer and she just recorded me on my phone, on her phone rather, um, in one of our art rooms that was empty at the time. Um, oh, and brilliant. the other ones we just did at her house because we both got little kids so we ran out of time. It was school pickup, so we had to do the rest of Oh, brilliant. Well, obviously, when you get the six weeks holiday coming up shortly then, you know, you have to get your friend to record you alone more times then, basically, won't well, you? I, so? might, I might 
might see my whole pamphlet. <laughs> <laughs> do it, yeah, do it, definitely. Record the full pamphlet. And do it. But they, they do say some of those sort of things, like it's um, poetry obviously being such a visual and heard medium nowadays. I think yeah. people like listening and watching as poetry as much as actually reading it sometimes, I find. Yeah, and I think, you know, with with some of it being political as well, you know, I've written a few about climate change and the Me Too uh, hashtag. Of course, It's yeah. easy to post a link to a video under that, and it's a bit more arresting and personal yeah. than just, yeah. you know, some text. I've got, I've got a magazine I need to refer you to for that as well. I'll do that off mic later. Because um, I know a magazine, the magazine that's very good at that sort of thing, and it's an online, it's a YouTube magazine as well. I'll do that. I'll do. We'll do that off mic, right? Anyway, <laughs> but anyway, guys, um, that's all I'm going to ask Sarah now. So what we're going to do? We'll take a quick break, and obviously, when we all come back in a few minutes, we'll then basically get Sarah to read out some poems for us. So hang around, and we'll see you all soon. Oh. Hi, guys. It's Andy again. Straight over to Sarah now, and she's got a selection of her poems for us to hear. Over to you, Sarah. Okay, thanks, Andy. Um, so the first one I'm going to read is called Lamb and Tiger, and it's sort of a William Blake, Songs of Innocence inspired poem. And um, I sort of wrote it for a friend who, um, I guess you could say she 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 was posting stuff under the hashtag Me Too. It was about parts of her life I hadn't heard about before and realised that she dealt with and been very brave about it. So. Um, it's called Lamb and Tiger. Intact is Lamb's perfect soul. Lamb is pure, righteous and whole. Reared up on protective love by universe and powers above. Thou dost know well what made thee. Lamb is heaven's joy to see. If earthly laws the Lamb does fail, Lamb complete, triumphs, prevails. Flies unrestricted innocence. To paradise experience. Tiger scarred by his own sin. Tiger broken can't begin. Rest or peace and so guilt may. Close off sleep's restoring gates. No toll can tiger pay or buy. While lambs with angels freely fly. Tiger's deficient, impaired, base. So more's the pity for him prey. Trapped in his own furnace world. But you are whole. So fly free, girl. Fantastic. Oh, I really like that. really like the end of it where you got like about the fly free. Yeah, it works really well, that. Oh, excellent. Well, there's no girl in the William Blake versions, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can, yeah it's, uh, I would never directly say it, but it is a bit William Blake-ish, but you've given yeah. it your own slant, I think, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, right, so the next one I've got, do I go straight into it? Yeah, yes, please. Yes, please. Okay, right, the next one is, um, I guess, one of my, I suppose it's relationship poem. It was actually inspired by one of my mum's neighbours who are an old couple. Um, and we, I went to visit them recently and they had this beautiful china and it was cracked. And we all know up and down her street that he was a prolific cheat. And it kind of struck a chord with me, so I wrote this about them. It's called Wedding Lie. Uh, it's also, I might mention, it's a musical Virilie, so I've kept it in, in the form of a Virilie. So it's, it's not lie as in telling lies, it's a, a Virilie lie. <laughs> okay. So Wedding Lie. Porcelainous vows of clay repaired yet not renewed. 
His felony offence left her in all ways dented. Too late for his indiscretion, he lamented. For her fine bone, pinion, spode, exquisite delf blue hued, porcelainous vows of clay, repaired yet not renewed. Porcelainous vows of clay, repaired yet not renewed, ugly chinks she duty bound, epoxy cemented. From their ceramics, the offending piece segmented. Cobalt oxide wedding gifts, still family love imbued. Porcelainous vows of clay, repaired yet not renewed. Porcelainous vows of clay, repaired but not renewed. Ancient stories unwhole, forever rupture dented. Their table, comil foe, completeness now fragmented. Peccadillos, in fractions fracture, adhesives glued. Porcelainous vows of clay, repaired yet not renewed. Though functions restored, joys aesthetics discontented. Transgressions still, the chin-wassery willows intrude. Porcelainous vows of clay, repaired yet not renewed. Yeah, you can tell you can tell you've got a really good eye for your poetry there. They end on that one straight away again, because you've got your rhythm dead right on that one. Excellent. What was that second piece called again, Sarah? I do apologise, I didn't quite catch it first time. It's called Wedding Lie, but it's spelled L-I-L-A-I. Good, I got it. I got it right. I wasn't sure then. Okay, okay. Thank you for that. Sorry, I thought I was going deaf then. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. What's the third piece you've got for us then? Um, the third piece I've got. Uh, I wrote this recently. I went to a poetry reading, and it was on cryptozoology, Ooh. which is um, like mythical creatures was the theme, and um. Uh, the, the only one that I've ever been interested in when I was a little kid was a mermaid um, and my dad's Irish and he told me the Irish fairy tale The Lady of Golorus um, and it, it's the only Irish fairy tale he ever told me that's stuck in my mind because it's about mermaids um, so I kind of rewrote it and I wrote it as a, a in tercets in rhyming triplets because it sounded kind of fairy tale and folkloric <laughs> <laughs> so um, and I should explain some of the language as well. Maruk is Irish for mermaid or marrow. And uh, Caluheen Druith is the magical cap that if you steal it from a mermaid, they're stuck on land. They can't remember their way back to the sea. So just to explain the language before I start reading it. Uh, so this is called Maruk Golaris. A fisherman threw nets to sea. An unexpected catch made he. He hauled to boat a mer-beauty. Bewitching luminescence shivered, gleaming fins of pearl eyes silvered, in all her iridescence shimmered. Quick as a thief, her cap he took, for he had read the legend's book, avoiding her anguished look. Her song, sad, low, enchanted, toned, by one who caught my cap I moaned, and from my ocean I'm dethroned. Fisherman brought catch to shore. From nets he could not ask for more. His wife a marrow, to be sure. At home, near craggy Smerwick Harbour, hid her Caluheen druith from her, lest she escape back to the water. Into legs her tail did split. For rearing sons she was made fit, but moonlight her child silver lit. One night, tapping tiny knocks, came from a drawer, Decked in locks, she here her cap found in a box. 
Her siren sisters called from tide, from home before she was made bride, reminding her of queenly pride. So from his crib her nursling gathered, by cap they came untied, untethered. He would be crowned, his kingdom mothered. Full moon guides them to silver sands, legs to tails, waters from lands. In water worlds they now command, her folk, merfolk, ocean's clans. Oh, that's beautiful. That is really beautiful, that. It's the only sort of narrative one I've done, but I quite yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah, I like that. You should definitely try writing more on that voice, because it's beautiful, that was. Really. Yeah, it's the only one my kids understood, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you have to write a kid's book for your kids then, maybe, yeah, in the future then. <laughs> oh, I, I, I really like that one, so. Anyway, okay, what's your fourth piece then? Uh, right, so my fourth piece is, um, I guess, is a kind of a political one, and um, I wrote this uh, kind of a protest against austerity, and I, I wrote it for Poetry Slams because these things go down quite well with Poetry Slams, um, and it's called uh, Madam May. Madam Austerity May, marry Sirloin. They carve up the country's carcass, portioning the joints. They trim underrated cuts of skirts and shins. But austerity lies, the vulnerable vilifies, with TV repeats of benefit streets, placing bleeps over mentions of offshore evading cheats. But austerity's hell, on cut corners it does not dwell. So through neglected cracks, into fire and sulphur, did the innocent of Grenfell. Madam Austerity May with boning knife begin, separating membrane classes from silver skin. Some for zero-hour contract workhouse, some for butcher's bin. But austerity cuts into wages, it caps, causes closures and shuts, pulls professionals to food banks by empty guts. But austerity's bet is to bank on middle-class plummet into homelessness without their safety net. Madam Austerity may slice tough sinews from sustainable grass-fed connective tissues. But Austere's minefield attacks those without a shield, thieves the taxes we paid for protection sealed, to power the stolen whippet wheels. But Austerity starves parents who skip meals on their children's behalves, out of family stomachs itself carves. Madam Austerity may mince workers into canneries, send our weakest to knackeries, tanneries and glue factories. But Austerity's fee is not a magic money tree. Our welfare did not come for free. It's prepaid and owned by you and me. Twenty billion missing is Austere's thievery. But Austere nation craves cannibalistic privatisation of travel and water outstripping inflation. So silences shouts for renationalisation. Madam Austerity may say we're all in it together as she feeds our pre-bacon into the processor. But our free-range days are already over. Brilliant. Yeah, I can. It's nothing like a good political rant every now and then, as I would say. Ranty, yeah, yeah it's got a, every poet. I always say it's got a good rant piece in them. 
at least. Uh, well, I've got a few of those. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to try and, and rein that in, really. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. What's your fifth piece, then? Right, my fifth piece is uh, it's a sonnet, actually, and it's um, a Petrarchan sonnet, so Ooh. it's not... Um, it's not a Spencerian one, so it's got a bit of a different rhyme scheme. Um, and it's, uh, I guess it's an ode to my Dr. Martins. I just love them. And I have not been out of them for maybe 30 years. <laughs> oh, brilliant. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so it's called Lost in My DMs. Dr. Martin's boot, a fresher 90s face. Daddy's princess true to his Sid Vicious roots. He forked out proudly for my first DM boots. Cherry red, matte finish, steel toe, ribbon laced. Then comes a Christmas gift, 2002. Now armour me with gravitas, make me clear. Dr Martin, I call on you to unsex me here. Husband too well knew my DMs to renew. DMs to make a chaste piece of skirt less fun. My working uniform is now made whole. Up the dirt I kick, which by other methods stick. DMs for clouting gatemates on the school run. Nothing like the sharp edge of the rubber sole of a Dr. Martin to scrape carpet flick. Seriously, in DMs, I vacuum quick. Oh, yeah, brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I, I, I've, not, I've never been to Doc Martins because they crippled my feet when I was younger, so I, I always wear light shoes. But I've got friends that live in Doc Martins, or DM, DMs, or DMs, they call them too, definitely. So, <laughs> brilliant. And now, what's your finale piece then? My finale piece? Um, let me think. I think my finale piece will be. Um, it's a very early one I wrote, actually, and I finished it off after I had my daughter. And um, it's sort of a feminist piece, I suppose. It's about sort of um, the, the female power of, of the bloodline. You know, it's, oh, it's yeah. kind of... Um, I, get, I guess it's uh, some of my background is Jewish, and, and that's the Jewish faith is, faith is passed on through the mother because they kind of realize it's women that do the socializing of the next generation <laughs> yeah so it was kind of a recognition of that really um and it's called anahita my mother's iranian she's persian and anahita is an ancient fertility goddess who predates all the other ones that have ever been recorded as like an old zoroastrian pagan goddess and uh, so i called the poem after her it's called anahita Uncrushable, synodic, vacuum vortex, the whirlpool pull of vital forces, life sources, full-bodied, red-blooded, fain but farewell compliment, poor worm, thou art infected, origins proud, a lineage which intoxicates betwixt natural law, lunacy, or a gibbous pure turning gall to milk, the unrelenting draw towards a bustful destination. Radiant emanation of voltages charged by blush and swell of promise ripe to perhaps, perchance, possibly, maybe, hope, 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 to join ranks with hidden members in the line of Russian dolls, to populate the aisle. Hope, 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 a little more, a little while, to nail living target in magnetic bloom, in constant as the constant tide moon. 
the cycle full circle drawn in time sand. He could tell silently, poor lamb. Oh, excellent. Excellent way to finish that one, Sarah. Thank <laughs> you. For, I've, I've really enjoyed all six pieces there, so brilliant. So this is Andy and signing out. We're thanking you again. Hang around, Sarah. I need to speak to you. Okay, thanks for having me on. Thanks again for listening to another session of the Spoken Label. Our full archive can be found over on Bandcamp at Spoken Label. That's one word. Spoken Label. Full stop. Bandcamp.com And there is over 150 sessions there. So I'm sure that if you've enjoyed this session, There'll be something else there you can enjoy as well. Take care. Bye-bye.